Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. From D2 to D3. With J.T. Mitchell. Best in sports reports. Listen here. Throughout the year. Back with you from D2 to D3. I'm your host, JT Mitchell. And to the recurring listeners, thank you for choosing to listen to my voice once again for another week. And for anybody who's out there listening for the first time, thank you as well and welcome to your new home for Division Two and Three sports coverage across the Magnolia State. So we're going to go straight to the phone line today, and I'll tell you who our guest is right after this. As always, you know the drill. This episode of From D2 to D3 is brought to you by Eve's Law Firm. It is the holiday season, so traffic is bad. Right outside where I'm sitting right now in studio, tons of traffic. Tons of people trying to get to the mall to Christmas shop, and accidents are bound to happen. It's just what takes place this time of year. So have a good attorney on your side just in case. Of course, the accidents, but they do really anything you need that goes on inside or outside a courtroom. Contact Eve's Law today at 601-355-7961 or go online to eveslaw.com. So now it looks like he is ready to roll. We welcome a name very well known across Division Three here, especially in Mississippi, Colby Blunt, star running back at Bellhaven, who just finished his career. At least I think he does not have any eligibility left. I guess we'll find out. Colby, what's (laughs) up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? So you are out of eligibility, correct? Yes, yes, sir. I'm done. (laughs) That's unfortunate for Bellhaven. And unfortunate for us who cover D3. But we look forward to covering uh, the next step of your career. But let's talk about it a little bit. Nearly 3,500 rushing yards over five seasons, capped off by 2023 campaign in which you rushed for 1,297 yards, 17 touchdowns. Of course, the stats are there, but what makes your career more impressive to me is how your play ultimately contributed to the team's first ever playoff appearance, which was this season. Talk to me a little bit about what it was like to make the playoffs in your final year. Uh, it was special. It was special. You know, I talked. We talked about it. the bees. Like to come into that program and to see where we, you know, where we started going two and eight our first year, 
to where we finished, our class finished, you know, it was special. And to do it with the group of guys that we did it with, you know, every, like anybody will tell you, we were all close. We were all, you know, we love each other. And we all, you know, a close-knit uh, team. And so just to enjoy that and to finish the season how we did and, you know, uh, turn, move the program along to where it's at now, you know, it was special. It was special, you know. There's not many better feelings than that. No, and I think you just read my mind. Maybe you should go into media after all is said and done because <laughs> that was going to be my next question was, you know, for the people out there that don't know, you came in in 19, you guys went 2-8, and eight, and then we witnessed one of the biggest turnarounds in all of Division Three. You had the weird mm-hmm. COVID year, uh, played five games, won three, 21, went 7-3, and three, Eight and two and twenty-two, and in this past year, nine and one with a playoff appearance. What was it like to just witness and be part of that progression? Like I said, you know, it, it goes to show. Like it was, a lot, it took a lot of hard work, and so to see that hard work pay off, you know, it's a great feeling because, like you said, we went two and eight and continually improved each year, doing it with the same group of guys at that too. So you know, like it's like you said, it's really special just to see the hard work of ultimately pay off in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We're here visiting with Colby Blunt. If you're just tuning in, star running back, outgoing running back at Bellhaven. Let's talk personnel a little bit. Uh, You guys had a pretty nice one-two punch there in the backfield with you and Devin Daniels. Uh, How did Daniels play kind of free you up here in your senior year to have the type of year you did? Um, it's amazing because like we can't, you can't really focus on one of us because you have to focus. You have to be able to focus and stop both of us. You know, I tell anybody, I have the utmost confidence in him, uh, Deontay, who was uh, the other running back, and Caleb. All four of us. You know, we all work together. Ask any, all we all ask each other questions, answer each other questions, talk about what we see on the field, and so like it's like it's you know it's amazing to have that you know behind you because like you say anytime you can't really take a break because as soon as I come out the game he comes in the game so it's fun to have that you know amazing to watch what they did on the field and just continue to watch them grow and become the players that they are and so I leave with utmost confidence in them to continue the tradition going next year as well. Yeah, I mean, when you left the field, it's not like the defense could take a sigh of relief. <laughs> they had a 700-yard guy coming in after you. Exactly. Pretty special exactly. stuff. It kind of actually reminds me of, uh, you know, Quinshawn Jutkins, Ulysses Bentley the fourth on Ole Miss. Uh, yes, there's just no time to breathe for defenses. Obviously, you guys' O-line was great, too. Huge help. And the defense was super stout. I mean, I came out to, I think, four games this year, was always impressed with the rushing attack, always impressed with the defense. Uh, how much easier is it to do what you're trying to do with a defense like that? Uh, it's very easy because <laughs> it's very easy. You know, it helps a lot, you know, especially with the numbers that they were putting up. I think they held teams to under almost under close to 10, under close to 10 points. So, you know, it's very easy when you have a defense, you know, you don't have to put as much pressure on yourself to, okay, we got to go score every time we touch the ball because we trust them that they're going to do what they're going to do. And then they trust us to go out there and score enough points to win the game. And so it's kind of like, like our coach always said, complimentary football. So, you know, that's one of the most important things in football today. You got to be able to have an offense that helps the defense out at the same time and have a defense that helps the offense. And then you throw in special teams along with that and so it all works together and so them doing you know them being a special group that they were and just seeing what they do it made life a lot easier and we we appreciated it yeah i think complimentary football is the best way to put it 
And when I watched you guys, uh, one of the first thoughts that came to my mind is this is one of the smoothest D3 teams I've seen in person in a very long time. I was super impressed. And you also had a uh, familiar face at quarterback, didn't you? Tim Johnson, y'all go way back, right? (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Both from Mobile. uh, Both played at the same high school, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So how long have you guys been playing football together? Uh, it's funny. So it's funny you bring that up. It's because actually we have a picture here. We played when we were seven against each other in our park ball championship game. And so at the time, I didn't. We didn't realize it was each other until we got to uh, high school and we were talking about the game uh, and we realized, we, you know, got the conversation going and realized it was each other. And sure enough, we go pull because I still have the newspaper clip now. And it's him. It's funny because he tackled me when I was about to score. And so we always joke about that. But and you still playing, hold it against him, right? Yes, sir. I do. <laughs> I do. But uh, we've been we not we've about to say it's funny. We played then when we were seven, and then our freshman year in high school was our first time like actually playing on the same team. So it lasted from high school from freshman year of high school all the way to this past year. So that's cool, man. I mean, four years in comparison to eight years. Not many guys exactly. get that. Uh, how, how cool was it to have that time with him? It was very cool because, like you say, like, you know, especially, like, going from when he first started starting. And so it was, like, it was a smooth transition because now I'm com- now we're both comfortable with each other because we know what he- we know we know each other. We know what each other like to do. And, you know, it's a smooth transition on the football field to playing with each other. So it's, 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 it's very nice to have because, like, like you say, it brings that comfort level that he trusts me, I trust him, and we go out here trying to accomplish the same goal at least in every weekend. Yeah, super cool. Uh, it reminds me of uh, that picture ESPN will pop up sometime where it's Clayton Kershaw and Matthew Stafford playing on the same Little League team, and then after all these years, they're doing well. You know, yeah, uh, and I love Mobile. I was born and raised in Jackson, then moved away, then moved back, and I think Jackson and Mobile share a lot of the same attributes. Did you guys have fun during your time in Jackson? We did. We enjoyed it. You know, it's nice to be in a different scenery and just see new things and be in a different part of the uh, country. And so, like, I I personally enjoyed my time being there. And so I will, like I said, we both agree, you know, it's, it's been really nice to us. Yeah, yeah. So um, why Bellhaven? You know, when you were getting recruited out of high school, uh, what made you end up deciding to go with Bellhaven? Um, just when I came on my visit, it felt like family, you know, and I'll tell anybody, you know, the coaches know your name. They make it a point of emphasis to like make you feel important and make you feel like they actually want you at the school. And so like I went, came away from the visit, met the, uh, met the players on the team currently, you know, they were pretty, they were pretty cool introducing themselves, telling us about the campus, about the school, the program, and then just, you know, being with the coaches, like I say, they, they were, some, you know, they made it a point of emphasis to go out their way to make sure that you felt like you were wanted at the program. And so it was a a new challenge, you know, coming in. And so it was one thing I really enjoyed because it just felt like a home away from home. And so that was a big reason why. Uh, That's a recruiting pitch in itself. It sounds like you guys had a good time. But for any recruits out there listening and looking to go D3, Colby Blunt is telling you to go to Bellhaven. Uh, (laughs) uh, You know, before the year, I was talking to your head coach, Blaine McCorkle, and we were kind of doing the preseason uh, preview, and we were both surprised that you were not mentioned very much in some of these preseason accolade All-American conversations. 
But now that you've gone out there and had the year that you did, the recognition is beginning to roll in. Uh, you were a Gagliardi Trophy semifinalist, Conference Offensive Player of the Year, of course. And then just a couple days ago, named to the D3Football.com All-Region Team. I expect to see your name on an All-American list here pretty soon. That's got to feel pretty surreal and fulfilling, doesn't it? Yes, sir, it does. You know, I'm appreciative of it. And like I say, you know, like it couldn't have been done without like a whole team effort. And, you know, I, like I say, you talked about the offensive line earlier. You know, they blocked their tails off each and every week. Made my job a lot easier than what, you know, what it could be. And so, like, it's a, I'm appreciative of it, you know. And it's, it's a blessing, you know, to be in this situation. And like I said, you know, I wouldn't trade anything for it. Yeah, absolutely. But I did see you drag a few guys into the end zone a couple times this year. Uh, but the O-line was great and made it easy from the start. Then you just had to break a couple tackles to get in here and now, here and then. Um, so you did tell us early in the conversation that your college career is up. Um, but I do believe earlier this year you guys had some scouts out there at the bowl watching you guys. Is that next step for you? Or are you going to try to make it professionally? Uh, yes, sir. I'm going to try. So we're going. We, I, I don't know where the next step leads, but you know, if, if the opportunity presents itself, it'll definitely be a blessing, and I'd love to do it. But you know, like I say, you know, we don't know. I don't know for sure right now. But if you know, if anything happens, I, you know, I definitely, I definitely love to do so. Yeah. Are you still training just as hard? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of course. And you know, you see D3 guys that put in the work, and of course, the talent has to be there it is very possible to get your cup of coffee and drink it too in the NFL. I think of uh, Tremaine Brock. You may remember that name. He played at Bellhaven and then had a 10-year career. Um, So I think that's a good move. And, you know, we wish you the best and we'll be following you. Um, Last question for you, Colby. So you played your entire career for Blaine McCorkle. And, uh, you know, I really like him. Seems like a good guy, good coach. Obviously, we got the news recently that he was uh, heading over to Northwestern State to lead that FCS program. You witnessed this rebuild that he was uh, kind of orchestrating with all of you guys helping at Bellhaven. Do you foresee that kind of being a similar situation for him at Northwestern? Without a doubt, without a doubt. They couldn't have got a better guy to lead their program. And like I say, you know, they're getting a great guy, a person, a man who cares about his players, and somebody who will do anything for you to help you out. You know, I'm happy to see them go off there. And, you know, like I say, they couldn't have got anyone better. You know, I'm excited to see what it holds. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think it'll be a similar thing to what happened to Bell Hayden because I know he's not going to change at all. And it's just it's going to be a smooth transition for him. And I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, and we're hoping Bellhaven gets another guy who is similar to Blaine because you guys have laid the groundwork. It is very hard to make it into the D3 playoffs just based on the sheer number of teams. But then once you get there, you know, I would have liked to see uh, what the stat sheet was from North Central's first ever game. I imagine they got beat, but look at them now, you know. So you guys laid the groundwork. Props to you, and hopefully Bellhaven can continue working off that. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. You got my number. Please keep me up to date with whatever your next step is, Colby. Yes, sir. All right, man. We will be back. Yeah, of course. We'll be back with From D2 to D3 after this break. Do you ever struggle with me or I or maybe further and farther? That's okay. 
We all do, because the English language isn't easy, but we have the perfect solution for you. Pocket Grammar, 24 Mistakes You'll Never Make Again is your new sidekick to making sure that those mistakes don't happen. From memorable pro tips to fun visuals, Pocket Grammar is for everyone. Whether you're a student, a professional writer, or just want to make sure that those Facebook posts you're putting out there every day are grammatically correct, Pocket Grammar is for you. Go to www.thepocketgrammar.com today. That's thepocketgrammar.com to get yours now. There you have it. And thank you to all of our sponsors. If you want to be part of From D2 to D3, we can fit you in. I promise you that. Text or call 601-502-5451 and we'll get you set up with a deal that's right for you. As our listenership is great, I mean, come be part of it. From D2 to D3. One thing that I should have asked Colby Blunt before, but I just didn't have a chance to because we were running into the break, is who out of his teammates are also looking to make the jump to the NFL? I was thinking about it last night, and I'm sure All-American offensive tackle Kendrion Boatman, he probably will. I think he has a chance. Maybe Tim Johnson will try to play somewhere professionally. I'm sure there's a handful of others Uh, A couple of notes from that conversation we just had with Colby that I found really cool. Uh, Number one, just seems like a stand-up guy. I was serious about the media joke. Even when we were talking leading up to the interview, he just had this aura about him that I feel confident uh, no matter what happens or what career path he ends up taking, that he'll be successful, whatever he does. I just got a feeling. You You get a feeling sometimes about certain people Number two, really cool tidbit about him and Tim Johnson. That's got to be fun. You know, some of the best years of your life come when you're playing football and playing it with some of your best friends. But typically, you know, you play with a group of friends in high school. And then if you're lucky enough to go to the next level, you play with a different group of friends there. There's not many times that you get to play with or against somebody from age seven all the way to age 22. Just incredible. Um And did you hear how quick he was to answer that question about Blaine McCorkle? Unwavering confidence in his old head coach as McCorkle heads to try to rebuild what I think will be the hardest rebuild in college football. And honestly, the hardest rebuild college football may have seen in quite some time. You know, if you're not familiar with the Northwestern State situation, it's a tough story. You know, they were 0-6 this year. They had a kid get murdered, and they called off the season, let the coach walk at the same time. Then some players came out and said, look, y'all shouldn't have canceled the season. Y'all weren't doing this for the right reasons, even though you said it was to help us grieve. The best way we know how to grieve is to play football, and you took that away from us. Northwestern also hasn't had a winning season since 2008. It's going to be tough. But I have uh, the utmost confidence in McCorkle, and obviously his former players do too. And so Bellhaven will look to replace him. And, you know, we talked about it last week. We could have three or four new head coaches this time next year on our D2 and D3 sidelines here in Mississippi. Of course, Bellhaven's got to find one. We just said that. Mississippi College has to find one. They parted ways with John Bland after 10 years, and then possibly Millsaps. From what I'm hearing, they are testing the waters. On the last episode, I said that I did find a job listing for the Millsaps head coach, but I wasn't sure when it was published. Well, luckily, my better half, she was actually doing some recon on it, 
And she said the job application was posted on Nextdoor about a month ago, while we're not sure when the job application was actually posted on the Millsaps website. So if that's the case, they're definitely seeing uh, what they can do about a new head coach over there at Millsaps. Uh, The only constant really is going to be Todd Cooley at Delta State. That's my prediction. I do think Millsaps will probably hire somebody else. And uh, speaking of Todd Cooley and Delta State, we talk about which D2 and D3 guys here are going to make the jump to the next level or at least try to do so. And it's kind of like the transfer portal when it comes down to D2 and D3. A lot of guys move in silence. That's just part of it. There's not this plethora of websites like Division One that you can go find and, you know, use different tools like Origin School, New School, Position Group, stuff like that to track each player. D2 and D3 just doesn't have that. Too many guys, too little resources. But one guy that I do know for sure is trying to go pro is Patrick Shegog. Not a surprise to many people out there. We actually caught up with him the day after the Connerly on Sports Talk Mississippi, and here's what he said. Yeah, I graduate next week, and uh, still got some things to figure out. I appreciate you. I still got some things to figure out, but I plan on uh, pursuing the next level. That's fantastic. So what does that look like for you? Will you go to uh, a training program, guys go to Florida, Texas, Arizona, all of, all of those things to – uh, to get ready for workouts and combine opportunities, what, what does that look like? Like I said, I still got some things to uh, figure out. Uh, it's a new process for me, so uh, a lot of information that I don't have right now. But um, in the next few days, I plan on working on that. So graduation has already happened, so you can ignore that part. But Shegog does have at least a couple teammates that uh, we know of will be joining him and trying to work out, uh, get some tryouts, maybe even get drafted, one of which is defensive back Malik Jones. I think it's safe to say that he was one of the best defensive backs in all of D2. I don't know what his accolades are off the top of my head, but that's what I think. And uh, he played through some injury troubles, but still into the year with 32 tackles, five picks and six pass breakups. He posted on Twitter, said he's going to give the NFL his best shot. Thank Delta State, all of that good stuff. And the performance from Malik Jones that really stands out to me is uh, against West Florida the second time around. In the first round of the playoffs, he shut down John Jaws. I mean, Jaws is considered the number one or number two receiver in D2, and he did not look like it against Malik Jones. So both Shegog and Jones are pro-bound. I imagine Tamaje Porter is also pro-bound. That's, that's at least what I've come to. That's the conclusion I've come to. I saw he did some sort of prospect interview with an outlet that I can't recall at this time. I think possibly Keyshawn Jennings, along with a handful of others. You know, I wish I just had a list of people who are testing the waters, but I don't. Um, you might be asking, is it possible that these guys get drafted? I mean, yes but it's more likely that they sign an undrafted free agent deal. And you never know, though. I I hope they do get drafted. D2 guys typically have a better shot in comparison to D3 guys of actually hearing their name called. On opening day of this past season, or the current season, 43 D2 players were listed on rosters and six D3 guys. It's possible. It's very possible to get drafted and to have a good career. It's also very possible to go undrafted, sign a deal, and work your way up and have a good career. 
It's also very possible to not make it in the NFL, but that doesn't mean that these aren't professional caliber players. We see lots of D2 and D3 guys in the CFL and the XFL. I just saw the other day that former Delta State receiver Dante Myers, he signed with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of the Canadian Football League. And if you remember, he was invited to camp with the Atlanta Falcons last year after graduating from DSU. Didn't work out, so he is now taking his talents to the country up north. So good for him. Very possible to have a career, no matter the league, to have a good professional career as a D2 or D3 guy. Uh, I want to go back to the transfer portal for a minute. It won't take long because I don't have a long list of names in front of me of D2 or D3 guys transferring. It's been mostly quiet so far. The biggest name I've seen that has officially entered the portal is Delta State safety Wydette Williams. He's a sophomore player at 62 tackles, two for loss, and two sacks this past season. Not sure what his future holds. Good player. I imagine he's trying to go D1. I know that out of high school, he went to high school in Lake Providence, Louisiana. He had a couple preferred walk-on D1 offers, Grambling, Stetson, but no scholarships. Was not an FBS recruit by any means. Uh, So he ended up at Delta State and had a really good sophomore year. Lots of eligibility left, and I look forward to seeing where he lands. I could definitely see him landing at an FCS school. I don't know about FBS. I don't know if he is an FBS caliber player, to be honest. We'll see. And so if you guys out there listening have heard of any other players transferring or possibly trying to go to the NFL please let me know. DM me, tweet me, whatever it is, at JT Mitchell Radio. I'm still using the term tweet. Don't know what the verb for X is. You can X me, I guess. Uh, At JT Mitchell Radio, you get the gist. So between last episode and now, we have gotten a few listener inquiries, uh, and one of which came from Don Mitchell. You probably know that name. He's been a guest here on the show. He's the PA announcer at Delta State. He tagged me in something showing the total number of Connerly winners from each school. Um, in case you're just new to all this, new to Mississippi football, the Connerly is given out annually to the state's top college player. Uh, Patrick Shegog won it this year, and it was a shame I could not make the party on Saturday. I appreciate the invite, though, guys. If you were in Cleveland, I hope you went and celebrated Patrick Shegog for uh, bringing the trophy back home to Division Two. But Don, he tweeted me a list of the schools with the most Connerlys, and it goes Ole Miss 11, Mississippi State 9, Southern Miss 4, Delta State 3, Millsaps 1, Alcorn, Jackson State, Valley, MC, and Bellhaven, all with nothing, zero, nada. So in 28 years, over 70% have gone to either Ole Miss or Mississippi State. And Don added a comment here saying, I just find it interesting, a very tough award for the non-FBS, non-SEC schools in Mississippi to win. Yeah, that is correct. I mean, if I have gone on the tangent many a times that if a Ole Miss or state player won it this year, we just rename it the Egg Bowl MVP and we exclude everybody else. Um, The reason I said that many times is because State was bad and Ole Miss nominated the wrong person, and we had the season that we were lucky enough to experience from Patrick Shegog, just a record-breaking all-time season from him, 
And so I'm glad he got it. They made the right move giving it to him. Um, you know, and when I was chewing over Don's comment, you know, maybe something that we should consider is a division-by-division division trophy because he said it right. You have four non-FBS players to ever win it, three out of Delta State and one out of Millsaps, and then our SWAC schools have not won it a single time. There was a serious argument for Shador Sanders last year. He did not get it. So maybe something we should consider is a division-by-division division trophy. I don't know if we have the resources to do that or if it's even worth it. You have three FBS schools, three FCS schools, two D2 schools, two D3 schools. Yeah, I don't think it would mean as much, but it could be something that we did instead of Connerly. Maybe people will stop complaining or even as a compliment to the Connerly, keep the Connerly as is, uh, overall best player, but then you have a best FBS, best FCS, best D2, best D3, and maybe everybody will be happy then, or at least most people will be happy. So just spitballing here. Had someone in the hallway, a uh, Division One fan, ask me where we are in the D2 and D3 playoffs. Welp, it is championship weekend. So if you want to get away from D1 football this weekend, you you have two games to watch on ESPNU. The D2 championship will feature number one, Colorado School of Mines versus number three, Harding. Those rankings are from before the playoffs started. So number two, Grand Valley was bounced by Harding in the quarterfinals. And this is a tale of two different teams here when looking at their playoff journey. Mines has blown out just about everybody since the round one bye. They beat Augustana 56 to 10, Central Washington 38 to 14, and Cutstown 35 to 7. They're in the championship game. Harding, on the other hand, they smoked Lenore Ron last week. That was surprising. 55 to 14. Uh, but beforehand, they just weaseled their way through. One point victories over Central Missouri and Grand Valley. Uh, the latter was a whopping 7 to 6 ball game, kind of like that Vikings game we had the other night. Um, Harding has also broke the Division II record for most rushing yards in a single season. They really know how to do it when it comes to running the ball. Over 5,565 yards and counting so far. But one of the reasons I'm so excited about the D2 championship this weekend, unfortunately, no Mississippi teams. I'd be more excited then. But one of the reasons I am excited and will be tuning in is that neither of these teams have ever won a national title. So you'll definitely have a new one. I think that reigning Harlan Hill Trophy, John Matocha and the Miners will win this game. Kickoff set for noon central in McKinney, Texas, ESPNU. Tune in. On the D3 side, the 50th Stag Bowl back in Salem will feature Cortland and North Central. North Central is not a surprise. I'm sure they already had their bags packed. Uh, they are ranked... Not seated. Don't get me started. Number one going into the playoffs while Cortland was number 13. And big run so far for them. The Red Dragons have uh, really done a good job this postseason. They are the hottest team, arguably, in D3. But they are, ne they are now going to have to face uh, the epitome of a juggernaut in North Central. Cortland's defense has really helped this team get to where they are now. But I do think Luke Lennon, I'm not going to deny Luke Lennon, honestly. I've seen what he can do. So I think him and the Cardinals will win their second straight Stag Bowl. And if you remember, this is the team, this North Central team, is who Bellhaven was matched up with in round one. 
lost 65 to zip. And Bellhaven was a really good D3 team, a really good team. But like I said at the time, if somebody's going to beat North Central, they might as well go ahead and win the whole dang thing because North Central is just that good. Uh, they are in the Stag Bowl for the fourth consecutive season. If they win this year, they will have won three of the last four Stag Bowls. That game can be watched at 6 p.m. Central, also on ESPNU. And before we go, I do want to leave you with one fun fact that I did see on social media. Um, we are running out of time, but that is states without a Division three school. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not realize that there were so many states without a D3 school. Uh, the tweet is from D3 Direct. Here are the states. Utah, Idaho, Hawaii, Alaska, Florida, Arizona, Nevada, Kansas, Montana, Delaware, Wyoming, Oklahoma, New Mexico, North Dakota, South Dakota. So 15 states without a D3 school. Those poor souls. Especially Florida. That's one of the most shocking ones. According to some research, Florida has 176 total colleges, fifth most in the nation behind California, New York, Texas, Pennsylvania, and not a single D3 team. Hmm. There must be a reason for that. Uh, but looking at that list, it seems as if the West and Delaware are big gaps for D3. Delaware actually used to have one D3 school, Wesley College, but it went out of business in 2021 and was acquired by Delaware State. So they are now a D3 desert. And I just did, I did some further research as well. I was just curious about this because D3 has the most schools out of any division, the most schools, 436, yet 15 states without D3 schools. D2 has about 300 schools and they only have one, two, three, four, five, six states without representation. Arizona, Louisiana, Maine, Nevada, Rhode Island, and Wyoming. And that's according to Wikipedia. And Wikipedia is 82% correct, according to one professor that used to tell me that on a daily basis. Division One, in comparison, has 363 schools. Alaska is the lone outcast without one. So thought that was a fun fact, and I would end the episode on that. Basketball is going well across the state for a few teams. Delta State men are really hot right now. Back-to-back -back wins over the weekend, 7-2 and two on the year. And, of course, the Lady Majors at Millsaps are also looking like an early favorite to win the SAA again. We'll see. If you want to hear more about the Millsaps women's basketball team, go back an episode. We had a great conversation with head coach Justin LeBlanc. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Just search from D2 to D3 and keep up with us online at supertalk.fm. So that wraps us up for the day. I'm JT Mitchell. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. We could not do it without you, and we will catch you next week. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services a Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.